It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast presented by DraftKings. It's the show that's so nice we do it twice during the NFL season because we want to make sure whether it's season-long or DFS, you know who to have in your lineups. Nobody has better information than Joe Dolan, the fantasy gangsta, FG underscore Dolan on social media. I'm pretty much just the host of this bad boy, at Ross Tucker NFL. Please follow us at Ross Tucker Pod. And if you quote tweet how much you love the show or Joe, pretty good chance you get a nice little retweet there. From at Ross Tucker Pod, encourage you to do so. Go to fantasypoints.com and use the code 21FEAST to get so much more information you can't even begin to imagine how much data and info and insight they have for you over there at fantasypoints.com with the code 21FEAST. You can, of course, always watch us as well, YouTube dot com slash Ross Tucker NFL or just go there and check out all the shows on YouTube all the the highlight clips of the other shows let's start Joe with a pair of interesting teams here in episode two it's the Eagles hosting the Chargers the Eagles went ground and pound against the Lions with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard the Chargers meanwhile have been disappointing on offense, two games in a row. Yeah. So first and foremost, Ross, we have um, – this is not going to be breaking news uh, for people who are listening to this on Thursday, but I did just want to – I did just want to bring this up because right after we recorded uh, the Wednesday podcast – we record both of these on Wednesday um, – Josina Anderson has reported that Odell Beckham Jr. has been excused from Brown's practice, so essentially kicked out of practice um, – I said on the podcast yesterday that he's droppable. The, he might be droppable for the Browns right now. So that just – maybe – heck, you might want to hold on to him in case he's droppable by the Browns and he lands somewhere else. So just to throw that out there, um, what a disaster that situation is. Anyway, back to back to the Eagles. Um, Ross, they would be foolish if they didn't come out with a similar approach this weekend. I don't know what Kenny Gainwell did. Um, I guess they just kind of view Kenny Gainwell as a receiving type of back. And they decided they were going to run the ball against the Lions. Well, guess what? The Chargers rank second in rushing yards allowed this year. The Lions are third. Seems pretty obvious to me. If you want Boston Scott or Jordan Howard in your lineup as an RB2, I think you can do that this week. Um, Jalen Hurts threw 14 passes, and I know Devontae Smith was a disappointment in a good matchup last week. But my question is, Ross, you're an offensive lineman. If that's working... If you're running power and you're running counter and you're running wham and you're running trap and you're punching your opponent in the mouth and it's working, why would you stop? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You shouldn't. And that that's what happened. And that and the Eagles were beating the crap out of the Lions. The Chargers run defense has been bad, actually, has been worse than the Lions run defense statistically this year. I think Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are gonna come out and they're gonna run. Now, I think the Eagles are probably going to have to throw the ball more in this game. Why? Because the Chargers offensively, despite a couple of struggles in a row, are not 
the Detroit Lions. Um, so I think they're going to have to throw it more, which opens things up for Devontae Smith. Um, Jalen Reger might not play in this game. He's got an ankle injury. Dallas Goddard is somebody who I think uh, has really lived up to the billing that Howie Roseman said. Roseman kind of not called him out, but he challenged him after the after the trade of Zach Ertz. He said, you're in your contract year. Let show you deserve that extension. Dallas Goddard was targeted on seven of Jalen Hurts' 14 passes against Detroit last week, catching six of them for 72 yards. Given the context of that game, that's a hell of an impressive performance. Yeah, I think it's a good point. He's playing well. What about the Chargers on the other side? Um, well, the Eagles did something right last week against Detroit defensively. This is a team that refuses to go down the field. And so Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, said, all right, I know our entire MO is to prevent big plays, but we're going to come after Jared Goff. And it worked. Justin Herbert ain't Jared Goff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Gannon goes back to his too deep, give him underneath stuff, and Eagles fans are screaming and yelling on Twitter about how Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are just killing them on Sunday. Um that's the approach I kind of expect. Would not be surprised if Mike Williams, who obviously is dealing with uh, with, with the knee swelling, he played a full-time role, just didn't have a big game last week against the Patriots. Would not be surprised if the Eagles shadow Mike Williams on a select number of routes with Darius Slay, who's having a very good season thus far. But I think this is a potential big game for Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Jared Cook, given the struggles that the Eagles have had uh, in the underneath area against teams that actually run a competent NFL offense. Moving on to the Packers and the Chiefs. Obviously, really big news as it relates to the Packers. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm curious as to what you see Jordan Love doing and before you get to that Joe I guess I would just say visibility in terms of what you can see from Jordan Love that's always your first line of defense when it comes to staying safer on the road seeing better means spotting the unexpected even faster here's my deal okay I'm really big on being prepared I'm really big on not leaving things to chance that includes my car I mean Make sure you've got the new wiper blades. You can get a $10 bonus reward when you buy two Rain-X Quantum wiper blades. Make sure you got the right headlights. You can get a $25 bonus reward when you buy a Sylvania LED Fog Twin Pack. Heck, you get a $5 bonus reward just for joining the AutoZone reward program. Ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, auto zone. You know, on some level, Joe, pretty nice matchup for Jordan Love. Chiefs defense isn't very good. He's going to get all the reps with the ones this week. I am shocked that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. He's out at least 10 days. Um, I mean, I could I could say a lot about that, but obviously – what matters is he's not playing this week. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the 10 days obviously puts week 10 at risk for Aaron Rodgers as well. So that's obviously a potential issue for them. No, no look, if you're Jordan Love, this is like, uh, at, at the very least, this happened on Wednesday. You're going to get a full week of practice in as the one. So he's going to be more prepared than if this popped up on a Saturday. So at least that's good news. Going up against Patrick Mahomes, 
Might not be his idea of a great first start, but the chief defense doesn't offer a ton of resistance. I can see Jordan Love putting up numbers in this game, and we don't have a big sample size on Jordan Love. You know, I can't come out here and tell you, oh, you know, this is what the way he looks against this coverage and that coverage. He doesn't, guy doesn't have an NFL start. The only time we've seen him is in the preseason, really. So we're going to have to rely on old scouting reports. And, you know, this is a guy who's got a lot of talent. Hopefully Devontae Adams and or Alan Lazard is back this week from uh, COVID protocols, uh, giving him a little bit more of a boost. But your guy, Greg Costell, he said it. Aaron, Aaron Jones at wide receiver, well, maybe not so much this week if Devontae Adams is back, but I think Aaron Jones is going to get the ball a ton in this game. Uh, Kylan Hill's out. He's injured, so I think it's good back to the two-man backfield of Jones and Dylan. I expect Jones and Dylan are going to get the ball a lot. But I tell you what, I mean, DFS, streaming quarterback options against the Chiefs, we've been playing guys against them, some right, some wrong. Taylor Heineke a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, look, I, I – this isn't uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, picked this team apart through the air. And Jalen Hurts has been great for fantasy, but not exactly by picking teams apart through the air. This is a team where J- Jordan Love can come out and put up numbers. Um, we're, we're robbed of the Mahomes Rodgers matchup, but I mean, it, it is what it is in this day and age. And I think Jordan Love's got an opportunity to come out and put up some numbers. Yeah, I think he does too. Look, if Cooper Rush and Mike White can play that well, Jordan Love better be able to play pretty well. Yeah, it was the first what round about pick. the Chiefs on the other side? They're still not right, Joe. No, I, and I, you know, who is Derek Gore, by the way? I, look, who I, is that guy? I had no clue, and this is this is the uh, this is the why why woe is me life of the fantasy football analyst. I literally tweeted, "Who the f is this guy?" Like. And I had some guy in my mentions just screaming. He's like, oh, you know, why do we pay for this analysis? It's like, And I said, dude, I get it. It's frustrating. But there were literally chief beat writers who were tweeting, yeah, I didn't see this coming. They're in the building every day. So, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll absolve myself of that right there. You know, this wasn't like something like we got a tidbit and, and, and I brushed it off. This was something where nobody had a, a clue. But the irony here is I know Derek Gore scored a touchdown, and that really chaps the ass of people who are playing single-game DFS slates. But Damian uh, uh, Daryl Williams actually had a good game. You know, he had a he had 110 yards from scrimmage and six catches. So, you know, he was out there doing his job as well. I just think it was the Chiefs saying, we're going to run the ball a little bit more to try to protect Patrick Mahomes. And you know, I just think Patrick Mahomes might be paying the piper a little bit for some of these, like, the the ludicrous plays he's made in years past. And, you know, it was like it was getting to the point with Mahomes where these plays were becoming so regular where even if you're just sitting there and you're watching the tape and you're like, there is no way that was a smart play and they still work out. And you just all of a sudden after all the evidence starts to pile up, you're like, man, maybe there's just something extra special about this guy in addition to the arm talent, okay? Like, because he's got just ridiculous arm talent. But maybe there's just something extra special about this guy. But, Ross, doesn't it feel like the chickens have come home to roost here a little bit? Like, on some of these plays where he's just throwing the ball up, he's getting bad bounces, he's getting unlucky interceptions. And, uh, like, you're right. I mean, there is – he's still not setting his feet. He's still running around. He's still bailing from – clean pockets uh, they are definitely not right and I think part of that is Travis Kelsey is definitely not right right now yeah why do you say that 
I mean, he picked up the stinger a couple weeks ago. His his involvement, his targets, his receptions have gone down um, the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, it, it he's not the guy you paid a first-round pick for right now. And while Tyreek Hill's also banged up, he's been the guy Mahomes has been gravitating towards. Like, 12 for 94 on 18 targets. That's not a Tyreek Hill line, but uh, he's obviously the guy Mahomes trusts the most right now. Let's get to the next game, which is Arizona and San Francisco. Jimmy G is playing like his life depends on it, Joe. And what's going on with Kyler Murray? Because this betting line doesn't seem to think he's going to play. Yeah, uh, he's got the ankle injury. He's got um, the shoulder injury. Um, And this is a guy, when he's been hurt the last couple of years, his production has really fallen off. And here's part of the problem with Kyler Murray right now. When it comes to fantasy production, Kyler Murray isn't running. He's got, I, I mean, he hasn't run for more than 30 yards since week four. He hasn't hit 40 yards rushing all season long, and he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since week three. So he's not giving you that production as a runner. Oh, and by the way, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards since week three. So, you know, the shoulder injury, he's got the ankle. Um, And also, DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with a hamstring injury. So there was a lot of questions here for the Cardinals as we move forward. Obviously, if Hopkins can't go, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz has been really involved. Um, those guys all are potentially increased in value. They might run the ball more. Chase Edmonds and James Conner look pretty good against Green Bay despite a limited role. Um, But the Kyler Murray situation is concerning. And without his mobility, there's a lot, even if he's not running, without his mobility, there's a lot that robs Kyler Murray of what makes him good. You know, his arm talent is spectacular, but he's still the shortest quarterback in the NFL. And if he can't break that pocket, that could be a big concern here against San Francisco. What about for the Niners offensively? couple guys we have to watch here. Um, Eli Mitchell has a rib injury, um, so keep an eye on him. He has been a true bell cow for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, there's no other back you can even come close to recommending here. Um, Jamichael Hasty is the two, so uh, just keep an eye on that. Jeff Wilson might be back in the next couple of weeks, which is an uh, interesting situation for that. Trey Sermon could get buried further into the earth. Um, Debo Samuel's having a monster year. The only concern I have when it comes to Debo, George Kittle could be back this week. That's another one from the calf injury. Um, and also, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, across the board, Brandon Ayuk played his best game of the season. It wasn't great for fantasy. He had four for 45 receiving, um, but he had a two-point conversion as well. But Kyle Shanahan said uh, he thought as a blocker, as a runner, as a receiver – Whatever he was doing as a returner, he thought Ayuk played his best game on in Week 8. So keep that in mind. If Brandon Ayuk's out there on your waiver wire, he might be crawling his way out of the doghouse right now. Before we get to the Titans-Rams in a Sunday night game that's interesting, maybe not as juicy as it could have been, you guys know I love talking about this. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, it's a network working for everyone. 
Joe, who is going to be working for everyone for the Tennessee Titans when they play the Rams? It's got to be A.J. Brown because Derrick Henry is out. It finally happened. He's done for the year. They say he might get back for the playoffs. Here's what's crazy, Joe. Last week, A.J. Brown was our performance of the week. He was the DraftKings performance of the week presented by Bacardi Spiced Rum. A.J. Brown, 34.5 fantasy points, 10 catches, 155 yards, one touchdown. I mean, how long was that one touchdown run, uh, catch and run, Joe? Uh, I mean, it was 58 yards, I think. Uh, just phenomenal performance by I mean, man. that was the play of the game. I mean, yeah. Tyquan Lewis gets the ball, tears his patella tendon, fumbles the ball. The Titans get it very next play. A.J. Brown goes out. That was the play of the game. It's the play that got A.J. Brown, the DraftKings performance of the week presented by Bacardi Spice Rum. And frankly, unless you tell me differently, I think they're going to need more performances like that from A.J. Brown, including yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, unfortunately, staring across the field of Jalen Ramsey right now. And, you know, the Rams have used Ramsey, <laughs> the L.A. Ramsey. Uh, the Rams have used Ramsey a little differently this year, you know, moving him into the slot, you know, playing him at safety at times, you know. But you wonder if this is a situation where Ramsey's like, they don't have Derrick Henry. Give me that guy. I want him. Um, this could be a phenomenal matchup. But I think what everybody wants to know about here right now, Ross, is my take on the backfield. Um I'm sure everybody's already made your waiver claims, but Adrian Peterson's going to come in. And look, seven, eight years ago, Adrian Peterson could be Derrick Henry, like the once-in-a-generation kind of player who can handle the 25, 30 carries. I don't think Peterson's that guy anymore, but stylistically, he allows them to run a similar kind of offense. Do I think Adrian Peterson is getting 30 carries? No, I don't. Um, But 40% of Derrick Henry is a valuable fantasy football player, you know, 10, 11 points a game. So if you picked up Adrian Peterson, I think that's totally fine. I mean, I really do. This is a run funnel defense. I think they're going to give him carries in this game. But I would not be shocked, Ross, if Jeremy McNichols outscores Adrian Peterson the rest of the season. Because I wonder if this could be like an Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick kind of situation where, all right, we are not able to run the run offense because of an injury that we were that we were thinking – so we're going to mix in short passes, the screen game a little bit more. So don't be shocked if Jeremy McNichols has a lot of fantasy football value. And I'm going to guess he went for a fraction of what Adrian Peterson went for on your fab budget uh, the last uh, uh, when waivers ran on wet Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, don't be shocked about that. And if the, with the Titans as underdogs, don't be shocked if Jeremy McNichols plays a big role in this game. Interesting. Okay. What about the Rams who – they released Deshaun Jackson. I don't know what that guy wants, but they released Deshaun Jackson. They're kind of a machine on offense, man. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the best team in football right now, and the Rams are telling you they think they're the best team in football because they continue to trade draft picks for established stars. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Von Miller, obviously the latest. The Rams do not have any of their the, – they have already traded, Ross. Their first, second, third, and fourth round draft picks in the next draft. Unbelievable. Um, it's incredible. Uh, they do have a third round pick um, for the Brad Holmes hire, though. So they, they, they do will pick in the third round. They will have a day two pick. So uh, I know Les Snead joked about his, uh, his scouting staff going to Cabo draft weekend, but they do have to check in at the end of the third round for their comp pick. 
Um, but here's the deal. Um, the Rams are the Rams. They're an 11 personnel team with a foundation back right now. They have Daryl Henderson. Sony Michelle just mixes in for a change of pace. You have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who each had nine targets. I mean, Cooper Cup's the best player in fantasy football right now because Derrick Henry's out. Um, you start those two guys. You can start Van Jefferson if you want because they're now a predominant 11 personnel team after Johnny Munt went out for the season with a, uh, with a knee injury. Tyler Higby continues to get used a lot and doesn't produce a lot, but his usage suggests that, I mean, it's been suggesting that for about eight weeks now, that positive regression is coming. Um, maybe you've dropped him, maybe you haven't, but he's he's still somebody who is involved. And Daryl Henderson's a foundation back. This is an easy offense to decipher with Matthew Stafford. They come out, you know what they're going to do, and they just kick your ass while they do it. That's the, that's the LA Rams. This is the best team in football right now. Monday night football, not two great offensive teams, although I guess Najee Harris is starting to do some stuff, Joe. It is the Bears at the Steelers. Well, Justin Fields looked like a competent NFL quarterback for the first time this past week, and obviously he made the spectacular touchdown run, and I thought the touchdown throw to Jesse James was well-placed. And you see the talent, and you see the flashes with Justin Fields. Um, the good news for fantasy is he ran for 100 yards. Where the hell has that been? Because, like, I I, I mean, the I, I don't care. You know, he's a rookie quarterback. Throwing for 175 with a touchdown and a pick isn't going to get you anything. But if you're running for 60, 70, 80, 90 yards, okay, we can deal with that. I don't know where the hell this rushing has been, but it was good to see. Am I trusting him against Pittsburgh this week? Probably not. But it was good to see him at least make an impact. Um Allen Robinson came out this week and said he's shocked by his lack of volume. But Justin Fields seems to be gravitating towards Darnell Mooney as his guy. None of these receivers are anything more than a wide receiver three for me um, because I still need to see Justin Fields. I mean, look, I know everybody was praising him and like, oh, my God, look at this guy. He still threw for 175 and a touchdown in the pick, okay? That's not a lot of production through the air. Um, we need to – and against a tough defense – we need to really temper expectations for Justin Fields. Uh, Khalil Herbert still looks good out there. Um, that guy's a good running back. I am really interested to see what happens when David Montgomery comes back. But it's not a good matchup for this Bear offense on Monday night, though I am certainly interested to see if Justin Fields can continue to develop. What about the Steelers on the other side? Uh, you know, I, I, I posted a little bit of a thought exercise, uh, posited a little bit of a thought exercise to our staff and – my question was, how many running backs rest of season would you rather have than Najee Harris right now? Hmm. And I think you can make the legitimate argument that he's RB1. Um, the, Dalvin Cook's in the conversation. Kamara's in the conversation. You know, I guess McCaffrey's in the conversation, but we still don't even know if he's going to play in week nine. Al, uh, um, Aaron Jones is in the conversation. But there ain't many. And you can make a legitimate sh argument that Najee Harris is the guy. He's a bull. He's He fights for every yard. He's involved in the passing game. He's the foundation of their offense. I mean, Najee Harris is the real freaking deal here right now. And obviously, Deontay Johnson is Ben Roethlisberger's guy. Uh, he's a wide receiver one. Chase Claypool's more of a wide receiver three. Keep an eye on the status of Eric Ebron, though. Because... Pat Fryermuth had a coming out party. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, made a great touchdown catch, getting both feet down in bounds. 
I picked him up and started him in a league this past week, and I was very happy I did so. DFS players were probably happy. Um, there's no reason for the Steelers to go with Eric Ebron over Pat Fryermuth. As a matter of fact, if, if, if I'm the Steelers and Eric Ebron comes back, I'll use Eric Ebron as my primary slot receiver. Just like play two tight ends, use Ebron as a slot receiver with Deontay and Claypool on the outside. I think that's the plan of attack for the Steelers. Man, I mean, tell you what, these some of these Penn State tight ends, Fryermuth, Gesicki, they've been producing some legit, legit dude. That'll do it, by the way, for Fantasy Feast podcast this week, the show that's so nice we do it twice. Please, 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 please go to fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. Please spread the word via social media or anyway about the show. Uh, we love the quote tweets. You will probably get a retweet if you quote tweet us saying how much you love the show. At Ross Tucker Pod. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. He is at FG underscore Dolan. I'm stuffed. We're done. It's lunchtime. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure you also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 